Hello, this is Dan Jones, and I have a quiet talk to share that was prepared for you. Some of our life experiences are harder to put into words than others. I'm going to attempt to relate one of the hard ones in this talk. I I hope it makes at least some sense. There are times when for no apparent reason I get into a funny mood. I guess you'd call it. All of a sudden, I get a feeling of not belonging, of being out of place. Strangely, this most often happens on warm, sunny days when I'm outside. I remember once when I was in my early 20s, still living at home, that I got into one of these moves. I got in my car and I just went for a drive in no particular direction, mostly in the country. It was an early summer day, as I recall, and that may be a clue to the origin of these moods of mine. I think they might stem from that feeling I got when school let out for the summer when I was a kid. Now, don't get me wrong. I hated school. I don't want you to think I'm not normal. They say that people who spend many years in prison have a hard time adjusting when they finally get out. For me, school was like prison. Like prison, there was a lot of structure. You went to the same room every day, sat in the same seat, had the same teacher, and were made to do a lot of things you had no real interest in doing. They didn't have teacher's aides when I was in school. That poor lady at the desk in the front of the classroom had to deal with us from September till the bitter end of May. Very few breaks. So you got used to her. During the week, you spent more time with her than you did your own mother. Your days were very predictable. So when summer came and you went outside on the first day of vacation by yourself to do anything you wanted to do, it was a little strange. Wonderful, but strange. You weren't sure at first what to do with yourself. Although I'm sure as a fourth grader, I didn't think like this, at least not consciously, but There is a vague sense of loss when a season of your life comes to an end. Somehow, you want to hold on to your life and keep it from slipping away. Again, I'm not sure if that's the origin of these moods I get into at times. They they say a person who represents himself in court has a fool for a client. That probably applies to amateur psychologists as well. In this case, though, I sometimes have the lurking sense that as my own analyst, I, I have a severe mental case for a client. When Debbie hears this, it may be all the evidence she needs to call the guys in the white coats to carry me off. But at least then my life will have structure again. When I was thinking about writing this talk, I thought of a line from the Carpenters' song called Rainy Days and Mondays. It says... Nothing is really wrong, feeling like I don't belong. That sums up those fleeting moods I get into at times. I don't belong. I'm a stranger in this place. At this point, you might be wondering, what happened to my Bible talks I give twice a week? Well, just stay tuned. I'm getting there. I just wonder if anybody besides me has these feelings of being a foreigner in the world, or am I just crazy? As you may imagine, when I do this kind of self-psychoanalysis, I put it in a spiritual context. To start off, let me 
say something to you that might be strange to some who don't think like this. It's this. The world you live in is seriously out of whack. And I don't mean it just got that way in the last few years. It's been that way almost from the beginning. You weren't designed for this existence. What other existence is there, you may be asking? The other existence is the one that God, the creator of everything, intended when he formed this earth and put humans on it. To follow my thought here, you must accept the notion that God is good. He is not cruel. He doesn't toy with us. He's not like a cat who plays with a wounded mouse for a while before he finishes it off. The Bible tells us that God is love. It talks about other attributes he has, but at the moment I can't think of another quality of God that is stated in this way. Usually, adjectives are used to talk about what God is like. God is just. God is righteous. God is powerful. But love is a noun. It is what God in his essence is. He is love. Before God created the heavens and the earth or angels and humans, there was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit from all eternity, existing in a relationship of perfect love and unbroken unity. God is love. So it stands to reason that his new creation, or or that his creation in the beginning grew out of his love. He made the world for us to live in as an expression of that infinite love for us. But now we don't always see the world as a loving place. There is hatred, cruelty, war, famine, disease, etc., etc. God's creatures, angelic and human, rebelled against him. They spurned that love that God built in to creation. They went rogue. In this cosmic rebellion of God's sentient creatures accounts for the mess the world is in. God didn't make the mess. We did. Genesis says that we were made in God's image. I don't have time to go into that in detail, but I think it's obvious that the image of God in humanity is seriously marred. But the echo of that image is still there. It's like an old mirror that gives a somewhat cloudy reflection. You can see yourself, but not clearly. In the famous love chapter, Paul says that when it comes to spiritual and eternal eternal realities, we see now as in a mirror dimly. We catch glimpses of eternity, but not all the time. We have to live in this world as it is. We can't just fix the world and make everything right. It remains a mess that we must contend with. Hopefully, as believers, we do it in a Christ-like way. Jesus lived in this broken world, and for many of the people he encountered, he made it a little less unbearable. I hope I can do the same every now and then. And there are those times, like I spoke of in the beginning, when we suddenly feel like we're in the wrong world. 
That doesn't mean we're losing touch with reality. It means we're longing for the reality that God intended us to experience when he created mankind in the first place. Do you know anybody who's never satisfied? They can be a pain, can't they? They're never happy no matter what anybody does for them. I don't want to be like that. However, there is a sense in which we as Christians should not be satisfied. We should all have an inner longing for a better world. Listen to these words from Romans 8. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. We await the birth of a new world new heavens and a new earth, as the Bible puts it. It will be the world we were designed for by our Maker. If you get perturbed by the corruption of our elected leaders who never seem to be held to account for their actions, let me share this vital truth with you from Philippians 3.20. Our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The perfect world that we long for will be perfect because Jesus Christ will be the unquestioned ruler and master. All rebellion, all sin, all corruption will be no more. Christ will be all in all. And his manifest presence will be the answer to every question and the fulfillment of every human longing. That deep yearning and hunger will finally be forever satisfied. Psalm 145, 19 says, God will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, this world is not our home. We are pilgrims and strangers here, and we long for a better land, that land that you have prepared for us, the place that Jesus has gone to prepare for us, that perfect world. We long for that day when Jesus returns. But Lord, until you do, help us to occupy until you come. Help us to share the love of Jesus with others who don't know about it, who don't have this hope. Help us to share the gospel of Christ with a lost world, to help others prepare for the world to come. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. My dear friend, please contact me at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.